0: What's up everyone, today we are going deeper into this injury rehab topic and today we're actually going to be talking to you about the concept of regression, not rehab. It's a very different way to approach injuries and to approach your mentality for getting out of them.
1: What's up everyone? Uh, I'm Yanni Bormeister. Across the table is my brother Rad. Behind the mixer is Richard. We are Unity Gym in the Unify Movement System. We turn driven people into athletes. If you want to know how, you can download any of our blueprints in the description or on our
0: website. What's up, Rad? Yeah, I'm good man. Um, feeling really good today. I am starting to get better from this man flu, from this cold that I've had. And um looking at the at our screen without Phil here blocking our beautiful heads uh, it looks pretty cool
1: and apparently but, according to the, uh, the bumpers'm I'm, I'm, I'm Phil today as well yeah, <laughs> yeah no right. I'm good man how are you yeah I'm feeling good feeling good I'm uh, big shout out uh, to all those poor people down in Victoria for those overseas tuning in it's a southern state in this great land of Australia they're back in rehab. It's rehab. So, not rehab. Yeah, they basically <laughs> are back in rehab. They're, ba- yeah. They're back in uh, lockdown uh, because of coronavirus. So, much love sent south. Um, we're trucking on. And uh, yeah, we're talking about a really important topic. Uh, you know, we decided to dive into a bit of rehab this week because we had a lot of questions coming through and. Uh, And uh, yeah, we just thought, well, let's do a bit of a chat on rehab. And then Phil uh, basically had to leave for the entire week and is not going to be here. And I was like, oh, well, that wasn't very planned very well. But uh, we're going to we're going to push through because we do have some really, really important stuff that we want to talk about this week.
0: Yep. And I want to uh, also let you know, because this is something that we always do. We always prioritize questions from our UMS online coaching members. And we've got a good question here that I just saw, Yanni, that's come through last night from Marissa Harcrow in the UMS online coaching group. So Marissa, um, if you're listening, we're going to get to that question before the end of today's um, show. Um, Sounds good. We'll help you out. So yeah, look, um, this is a, you know, Yanni and I have decided that there's certain drums that we're gonna bang a hell of a lot because we have learnt ourselves that sometimes you get told something 99 times the exact same thing and it's not until you get told at the hundredth time that you actually go, aha, uh-huh, and you have a breakthrough. Sometimes it's the thousandth time. Um, and the thing that we wanna talk about this week that we really wanna drive home is, is, is getting people out of this idea that they're a broken person and that, you know, they've got an injury and that's who they are. And so yesterday we spoke about injury identity and what that means. If you didn't catch that show, you can go and check it out uh, or listen to the podcast. And today we're talking about the idea of, of regression, not rehab. So um, people, this is the biggest mistake people make. Oh, I'm injured. I've got to stop training. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't stop training. You regress your training yep. and you keep going. Yeah, it's a... Uh It's something that, um, used to drive
1: me crazy being a personal trainer in, uh, in the gym. I used to work at one of the big, big chain gyms here in Australia, Fitness First. I I was there for 10 years and, uh, you know they had a physio on site uh who was running their own business they had a clinic um, and they rented a space downstairs um on the gym premises and you know i was um very eager to um, set up a strategic alliance with the physio because i wanted a good physio that i could refer people to that's um something i can't diagnose injury that's practicing out- outside of my scope or area of expertise as a personal trainer and i used to refer uh, people, whenever they had something that was, that was out, you know, um, beyond me, to the physio. And nine times out of ten, um, they'd, you know, I'd, I'd have a, a session booked or whatever, and I'd get a phone call, and they'd say, oh, the um, physio's told me to take two or three weeks off training altogether. Like, yep. don't come to the gym, you know. And I was just banging my head against a brick wall. I used to go down there and talk to them and say, what are you doing? Why did you say don't come back to the gym for three weeks to my, um, client that I sent you, you know? And they were like, oh, well, you know, they need a bit of time to just, um, uh, you know, deload and de-stress the body. And I thought, I I suggested that they mix it up and, You know maybe just go for a walk for the next three weeks or something and i'm like are you kidding me like there's so many things and this is above and beyond what we're going to talk about right now which is the most important parts of this but there are so many things going on on a psychological and a hormonal level when you are exercising and one of the most important things one of the most difficult things is to maintain momentum and so, when you tell someone to stop, break a routine, not only does it deflate them um, and f- make them feel really, really helpless and hopeless, it totally interrupts their flow. It r- interrupts their momentum. Mm. It's the worst thing you can possibly do as a healthcare professional is to tell someone to break a really healthy routine. Yeah. You know, this is what we're working our asses off to build. Yep. You know?
0: in, in Phil's own words, the only injury that you need to immobilize, meaning not move it, is a fracture. A bone a, fracture. A bone fracture. That's you exactly do need right. to immobilize it for a certain period of time, which is why um the old school way sometimes they don't even do this now but the old school way is that they put you in a cast or a boot or whatever the joint is yeah um so that it immobilizes that um that bone or that joint so that the the fracture can reconnect but yep. um in phil's own words everything else yeah is going right. to benefit and, from motion and, and it it brings us into the first point which we can keep talking about here which the first discussion point for today which is that motion is lotion during any rehab program, right? Motion is lotion in general. Yeah. In general. So and that, I, that stands during
1: a, a rehab or regression program, yeah. as we like to say it too. Yeah.
0: And I mean, you can, like, I can, I'll relate this to myself. Um, my most recent um, bad injury, like injury that really affected my training, was a shoulder injury. Um, and did that stop me training? Six days a week? God no! Yeah. It, how many other joints have I got in my body? I've still got one other good arm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. I just, just, I just thought I, I, I
1: should probably represent the. the oh brand look at this! Is. Yanni's
0: out. Look at this. We've both got our. Unified Movement System Why shirts on, t-shirt. there its and we've got all our posters at the back for, they, for those on the podcast, sorry, you can't see this. Yeah, you can't there. see We're wearing amazing shirts, yeah. and there's, we're in an amazing podcast studio, and if you are listening to the podcast, you really should come and join the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group so you can catch these Clock's recordings Quok's on there,
1: he live. said, wow, the studio is looking
0: world-class, boys. Quok's been in the studio, it's looking a bit better than when you were in here, hey, brother, what do you reckon? we got our we got our fancy mics as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> do right. Do they sound better, Quok? Are the, are the new mics sounding better? We've had well, them for a couple of months. They certainly so. do. They yeah. certainly do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Um, yeah, don't stop training. There's always something you can do. And motion is lotion. It really is. And, you know, going back to the to the the topic of today's show, this is something that was a really a revolutionary for you and me, Yanni, because it was Phil that introduced us to this topic at some stage this year where he said, look, I don't like to say to people. And he said it with like tongue in cheek. He said, because everybody knows that you call something rehab or rehabilitation, like you're rehabilitating an injury. But the way that Phil described it to us was he said, I like to tell people that they're not in a rehabilitation stage they're just in a regression stage of their training and the idea of that is that you know like let's just say that you were you know doing right into your shoulder pressing or your handstand push-ups or or anything that's a vertical push where where you're pushing weight away from your body above your head and you do a shoulder injury and now one of the worst things that you can do at this stage of the injury rehabilitation is to bring the shoulders, the arms overhead with load. That, that, that's a really bad thing for your shoulder right now. Well, you don't think, oh, I can't do any shoulder work now. You regress exercises to a point where you can do them. And there's so many shoulder exercises that you can do where your arms don't go above your head that are still gonna dramatically um, improve the quality of that shoulder and get it back to a point where you can do what you want. And notice that I didn't once there say, rehab that shoulder injury because mm. that's what we're trying to talk about here. Like, like, yes, you've got an injury. Yes, somebody diagnosed that you have an injury and told you you need to rehabilitate it. But now it's time to get out of that mentality and think of, I'm just regressing my yeah. workouts. Yeah, that's, what that's I'm doing. exactly
1: right. Because as we said yesterday, it, and this is very important, uh, you c- you cannot create an injury identity for yourself. You know, yeah. it, you know like I, I wrote an article, a blog about this yesterday that went out to my inner circle group, um, of fast growing group of, uh, um, about 70,000 people now. And, um, uh, it is, if you're not on that email list, you should be, (laughs) um, it, it, uh, yeah, it's really important that you understand that there is a lot of psychological stuff going on in your body that, um, that you know, all, every, all pain is a symptom of the brain. And, you know, the, 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 the best way to, to stay in pain is to validate it and to, you know, um, give it a name and give it an identity, you know. And although um, the, you know, the diagnosis is really important... It's not the be-all and end-all, you know. It helps with the strategy. It helps with, um, you know, the programming, but it does not provide an identity for you. And this is what people get confused with, you know. Now, this carries right through the rehabilitation process, you know. If you create an identity for yourself that you're in rehab, uh, that tends to create an alarming... um, Alarmingly negative effect or response around the rest of your like training the the approach that you take to all of your training You know a perfect example is someone who experiences uh, an elbow injury or a wrist injury you know, there's so much more you can do. And quite frankly, I would be like doubling down on b- becoming a master at squats at that point or something like that, you know, or yeah. or core training or um, flexibility, flexibility or
0: in, it, you know. It, it, even in my case with a shoulder injury, like the, the, in the earlier stages of my rehab like obviously for those of you on the podcast, you can't see what I was doing, but I was doing things where I was just moving my arm just to create movement and I was going to this like I was doing really controlled shoulder circles and I'd you know come to this point where I'd feel the pain and I'd back it off and just because some movement is going to be good it stimulates blood flow 100%. and blood flow is a, is is it a, is the thing that heals your body you know yeah. so if you're just immobilizing that joint you're restricting blood flow to it and that doesn't aid yeah, the healing process. That's exactly right. Wh- which, you know, what, you, what you're what you just saying there, Yanni, brings us into the second um, discussion point for today's show, which is that that load management is key to progression. So it's all about managing load in the injured tissue. Yep. So when we talk about this idea of, you're not in rehab, you're in regression. So you regress by managing the load, by reducing the load, by reducing the intensity of the exercise. Yeah, and that's the really in- interesting part that I found
1: quite interesting, um, working with, um, you know, a, a number of really great physios is that y- they actually, I, like I was even a believer that, okay, if you've, if you've torn a muscle or if you've, um, uh, most times a strain, a, sp- a sprain, a strain or a tear, they're all tears. They're just different levels of tear that have been given fancy names, but it's really a grade one, two or three muscle mm-hmm. tear. And, and they're the most common injury other than a tendinopathy, which is a, um, uh a a different. That's where it's gone beyond just a tear, and it's it it's it's where the the proteins and the collagens and the protein actually start to really deform and break down, and that requires a slightly different strategy. But what I was um, quite interested in was that you you should actually not stop stimulating the muscle immediately. There's a few things that you need to do. You know, you you obviously don't stretch a tear because, like a tear on your skin, if you were to stretch that skin the tear reopens Uh, so that's going to stifle healing Um, and that's something that a lot of people get wrong they feel a niggle or a, a pain which is usually always some level of tear um, to a degree, uh, it can be micro tears or it can be a big tear, and they think, "Oh, I need to stretch that," yeah, you know, yeah, and that yeah. can be the worst thing. So that's why it's it's really important to go get a diagnosis and get someone like Phil to help you with your strategy, because you could be doing something that's completely incorrect, but. You know, you, you, to stimulate, to strengthen the tissue is really important because like um, Rad just said and what Phil said yesterday, your body is a big pump. It's a big pneumatic pump. It's pumping fluid around constantly. That fluid is your blood. And that blood is the transportation mechanism for everything that you need to survive. And so you, you know, when you're trying to heal an injury, you, um, the last thing you want to do is slow that blood flow down. You know, it's really, really important. Like we used to think um, in, in in the old days, only a decade ago that um, you wanted to prevent inflammation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now we know that that's the worst thing you can do. Yep. You wanna get that inflammation in there because that is that system in the body getting what it needs to that area mm-hmm. and getting that healing process underway, you know? Yep. Um, and so, you know, the, the notion of anti-inflammatories and this and that, now that's completely changed. We know that that's not something you wanna do. Straight away, you know.
0: There's one thing that you messed up with that shirt, Yanni. It's a- You left the sticker on the shoulder. <laughs>
1: it's brand new. I put it on this morning.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah. This this concept of load management is, is is really critical. And you know, this is why I said yesterday. I've always found that um, that an injury is the is the catalyst for the next big breakthrough in my training. It's always been that way for me, and. <clears throat> One of the big things that I get out of, that I've always got out of um, the big injuries that I've had is that it's really reminded me to manage my load better. Because um, most injuries that I've experienced, um, at least in the gym, they they come from bad load management. That's what it comes from. You know, Bad load management or not warming up or not paying attention. And the majority of them come from bad load management. So let's
1: break it apart. Let's go a little deeper before we answer a few of the questions. Uh, load management in a nutshell what we mean by that like the the obvious um, terminology is in intensity how much weight you lift uh, time under tension how long you lift that weight for and then the volume uh, how you know how many times you're lifting that weight or uh, the volume can be manipulated in many ways it can be manipulated with tempo time under tension how many reps you do how many sets you do how many exercises you do in your workout uh, all of those are load variables, loading, they call them overloading variables, uh, and those are what you need to manipulate to manage load. But the key, the key to all of this is that the moment that you've experienced a compromise to your body, a tear, a strain, some neural impingement, or whatever it is, uh, even a, even uh, damage to the bone, fr- from that point on, in, in the workout that's affecting that area of the body, the managed load needs to suit the weakest link. Yeah, And this is where people stuff it up. People go, oh, okay, well, I've got a bicep injury, but today I'm doing pull-ups or chin-ups, which is very bicep dominant. Mm-hmm. And they try to continue doing a workout that's going to stimulate their macro their, yeah. their ability yeah. to do yeah. pull-ups yep. you know but now all of a sudden a pull-up may even be too complex a yep. movement for the bicep but maybe you might, you it, might need it, to
0: do feet it might
1: pull-ups. not it might not but it may be depending on the severity of the injury and this is why a diagnosis with a with a, a specialist. Uh, Is is critical, and it should be a specialist who doesn't sit there and lay you on a bed and poke and prod you with their bloody fingers. It should be a specialist who takes you out on the gym floor, who identifies this guy needs to keep training. Uh, He's going to try and he or she is going to try and keep training despite my best efforts to change what their habits are. So I'm going to walk them out on the gym floor and show them how to adapt their bloody workout to mm-hmm. suit. Yeah. And that's what I love about Phil's approach. Yeah. He does very little in a clinical environment. He's yeah. out on the gym floor. He's a yeah. physio, but he's not in there and he's also a, ma- a f- and an, a brilliant soft tissue therapist, but he spends all his time with his clients on the gym floor. You know, because that's where the magic happens. And so, you know, recently for me, I did something really silly where I picked up my whole family and uh that you know my um fiance and my two kids and i tore my bicep and my um and a muscle in my forearm and um you know I the uh, two uh, two days later, I was doing pull ups, but I was doing a partial range pull up, and I was doing it in a manner that managed the load based on the tear. I wasn't going, oh well, crap. I still need to get my chin ups and pull up volume done so my mm-hmm. back stays strong and my my movement patterns stay strong. I need to stimulate my bicep and the torn tissue enough so that it heals.
0: Yeah, you know, and in the same way, like the. You know, people. You need to really start to get deeper and understand how the how the body works because a you know a pull up and a bent over row with a neutral grip are going to train the same muscle groups. They just train them in a different way and through a different range. You know, you're still training the lats and the biceps and the posterior deltoid and the scapular retractors and depressors. Um, but, you, but you're you training them differently so that's a way that you could for example you go in like the, there's no way you're going to be doing a pull-up if you've done this bicep tear but you can still train those muscle groups if you manage the load properly so it doesn't mean it's not a oh i've torn this muscle i can't do pull-ups that means i can't do my training session today oh, well i better i better just not train no 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 you're getting it wrong yeah that's right so and, and the last point for today's show is that um you need to set a baseline so you need to you need to, to understand where your injury is. You need to work with a professional like Phil so you understand what you've got and what you're dealing with. And then you, in most cases, you actually want to train in a way that stimulates a little bit of the pain where you experience a little bit of that discomfort, but you generally don't want to go outside of that two to four out of 10 range because more than a four, it can, be, you know, can really make things worse. Um, and less than a two is probably not enough. And the a lot of people say, well, how do I know if I've gone too hard? Um, Phil always says to us, if the next day it hurts more, you've gone too hard. Yeah, so that, that this is where
1: yeah. it... Um this is where it get where the rubber meets the road, and where working with a good practitioner or coach will be really useful. You know, the, the 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 initial exercise is that you 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 set your baseline, and that is essentially how much discomfort or pain you're experiencing before any stimulus whatsoever. You know. And that you need to really pay attention to and be aware of because the following day after your first workout, you're gonna measure how you feel against that baseline. And if that baseline has moved, if you're now in more discomfort than you were when you set that baseline, then we know that you've overstimulated the tissue, the damaged tissue, the compromised tissue. And this is really important because once you understand how this mechanism works, or how this system works, it's really quite easy to continue progressing. You're just testing against the baseline every day. And what, how do I feel, okay, before my exercise? Now I'm going to stimulate the tissue. And stimulating the tissue may be done in a number of ways. It may require you to regress right back to doing single joint isolated movements. Let's stay with my example of the, the chin-up and the bicep and forearm tear. Um, you may a, a chin up or a pull-up, even even in its partial range, even if you only do a jumping or concentric uh, or feet assisted, it may still be too complex. It may still take you way above that discomfort score of a four or five on your pain meter and in that case you need to regress it back a little further and my next regression to that might be a single arm lat pull down really focusing on the damaged tissue and if that's still upsetting you then it may be that you go to a single joint movement that's more simple more easy for the body to control which is a a variation of a bicep curl and you know that may still be too complex if it's a really serious injury and you may need to go to an isolate an isometric contraction where you're just flexing the muscle tissue with a, with, a, with a weight in your hand, you know. Um, there's so many different ways that you can regress the movement. But the key here is that you get over your ego and you, you understand that, you know, the worst thing you can do is nothing at all. You've got to keep training for a a myriad of reasons. One is that the the, the stimulus is is really important to the healing process and will make it happen faster. Two is that just going to the gym... And doing something keeps the exercise habit alive, so that you don't have to then worry about not only starting from um, scratch again with your strength and flexibility, but starting from scratch again with the psychological hurdle of getting to the gym or getting up out of bed in the morning or whatever else it is that you that you've dealt with before. You know, so there's so many things going on here that um, are critical to understanding the need to keep exercising when you've hurt yourself.
0: You know yep keep moving absolutely motion is lotion yeah so that's before we finish let's have a quick look at marissa harcrow's um question so (coughs) marissa is one of our ums online coaching um legends and she has said hello i'm starting week six of the ums foundations phase one i've been working out monday tuesday thursday friday three sets of each movement with the 18 minute stretch routine done at a slow pace 45 minutes or so on the days in between well done I've made some good progress from where I started and I'm very proud of myself for being so consistent. You should be, Marissa, and anyone listening to this, that is the first thing that you should be focusing on, is developing some consistency and some frequency. That is your first win. It does not matter if you see improvements in your strength, flexibility, if you feel like you're getting better, staying the same, getting worse. The first big win is consistency, so well done, Marissa. Um, Now she's saying, I am, however, still recovering from being very weak slash sick over the last couple of years. I had an autoimmune disease, Crohn's disease. As well as still healing from a broken ankle from December for which I had plates and screws put in, I was completely off my left leg for three months. That leg is still very weak compared to the right ankle and still sometimes painful. On a few of the movements, especially single leg exercises and the pull ups, I don't even meet the minimum recommended reps and full range of motion with just body weight yet. I am considering doing phase one again before moving to phase two as I feel like I can really get into it for the next six weeks. My body has been adjusting very slowly. Is this a logical path of thinking or should I? Move on to phase two. So, uh, just a side note: my ankle has been healing very well and continues to improve. It's just slow going. So, I'm going to I'm going to jump in here real quick and say tackle the pull-ups one first. Pull-ups is one of those movements where you may be on phase one or phase two pull-ups for a very long time because phase one is feet assisted and phase two is eccentric and there isn't really anywhere to go with that the only thing that i would say is so do i repeat phase one no you don't do that and we're going to talk about how you do it um but you still can't do eccentric pull-ups you and probably nine out of 10 other people that can't do pull ups uh, struggle with this. But what you will do is you're still gonna do feet assisted pull ups, but we're gonna change the grip. So we're gonna go from a supinated grip to a pronated grip, and that's gonna add a different stimulus, and if you've got the option, which most people don't, but if there's a way you can do it, actually, you know, if you have rings, do a neutral grip, okay, and then a pronated grip after that, so you go from supinated neutral to pronated like that, and then you repeat that process and you will get stronger, guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. As far as everything else go to phase two yeah 100 and i would
1: even say i would even throw in the mix there that you uh try what's referred to as a hybrid set where you you try doing the first rep of every pull-up set eccentric so you get yourself up get yourself into perfect form and posture with your chest touching the bar your scapula retracted and depressed really nicely and then try and lift your feet maybe not 100 percent off the floor but almost all the way off the floor and really try to control the lowering of that first rep and then put your feet back on the ground and do your the rest of them assisted and slowly over time you'll adapt to that eccentric load and slowly over time you might be able to do two eccentric reps and then three and then four like that you don't have to make one giant leap in program phases from one movement to the next that's the beauty of hybrid sets you can blend the two uh, loading parameters or loading strategies together, uh, to get a really good result. And that's what some people need to do. Yeah. Uh,
0: but And that, everything that Yanni just said, that's because the pull-up is a body weight exercise and there's, you're much more limited with the way that you can manipulate load and intensity with body weight exercises. But most other things in that foundations program phase one, two, and three uh, weighted exercises. You use weights, and, and you are, you have far more options to be able to ma- manipulate load and intensity. So, as far as your foot goes, um, just make sure that you stick to the idea that the injured foot dictates the load and the reps. Um, but you still want to progress. You still want to change the the variables of the of the exercise selection to force more adaptation. Yeah, and then yeah,
1: remember, guys. There's three ways you can manipulate load for body weight. One is to get stronger. One is to get lighter and one is to get better at the movement itself. So increasing the neurological pathways, the connections uh, from brain to muscle, which is another way of getting stronger. So Mm -hmm. you you really, really want to be looking at all three of those. Practicing the movement is one thing. Increasing the strength, the tensile load capacity in the tissues is another thing, and that's coming with, with the practice. But then the third is you want to be doubling down on the um, body weight efficiency. You know you want to be um, uh, improving your body weight efficiency, your body composition at the same time, and that's really where the discomfort's going to come in because that takes bigger changes. It takes, you know, sometimes altering psychology, behavioural patterns, all sorts of stuff. The exercise, in my opinion, is the easy part. Uh, everything else is where it gets a little bit more tricky but they're all as important if not uh, more important than than the others you know because I know a lot of people who get very frustrated after months and months and months of trying to master pull-ups and they're only trying to manipulate one of those three variables they're trying to manipulate getting better at the movement but they're not furnishing their protein requirements when we look at their diet so they're not working on um, doing everything they can to improve the strength of their tissues, and they're Mm -hmm. certainly not working on improving the efficiency of their body weight, their body composition. Um, And I think that's a a real problem. So I'm not um, saying that that's the case here, I'm just pointing out that there are three ways that you can get better at body weight movements. Okay, so...
0: That's all we got yeah, time for.
1: Yeah, the last thing I want to say is um, um, uh, it's great to hear that Kwok is listening, or despite not being able to catch these live shows, is listening to the podcast. And, you know, quite frankly, at the moment, we've got Phil to thank for that. He's the one that's uploading these uh, and and has really rebirthed that Sound of Movement podcast. And it's really great to see how quickly it's growing and how popular it's becoming. We do have a big plan to get some, uh, some great guests on here. COVID has really stifled that um you know we would like we would prefer to get people into the studio as opposed to doing call-ins uh so we're just yeah we're just we're, we're gonna have to wait a little bit
0: i guess but anyway thanks for the feedback there brother we much uh we deeply appreciate it And thanks everyone for listening. Tune in tomorrow. We're going to be talking about retraining the stabilizers, how global systems work intrinsically with stability systems and how critical it is to get this right when you're coming back from an injury. See you all tomorrow, everyone. Have a great day. Absolutely. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to
1: get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill,
0: it's there forever.
1: The body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. It's the
0: consistency and frequency that's going to get you there, it's not the intensity.